we're just in the nick of time. What does that make us? Big damn heroes, sir. Ain't we just? Exterminate. Computer status report. Don't blink. Don't even blink. Blink and you're dead. No! Wrong! Sci-Fi Saturday Night. And welcome everybody to December 8th. September, September, is it September? Yeah, I guess it is. September 18th, 2010 edition of Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Deep in Area 51 at the In-N-Out Burger drive-thru, ordering for all the greys on Level 33 Decontam. I am the Dome. Joining tonight's talk cast from the Alston Brighton Hellmouth with their talking mouse puppet, Kriana. I, I named it, I named it Squeaker. Hmm. <laughs> From the Four Color Vault of Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire tonight, Mr. Ink and Paper himself, Illustrator X. Uh, have you heard it's in the stars? Next July we collide with Mars. And the queen of quintessential queasiness named Fangoria's Scream Queen for the fourth consecutive year, the <laughs> Dome's Dame, the Dead Redhead. Good evening, everyone. From Outpost Gallifrey in Indiana, our caffeine addicted crop circle investigator, and the person who dates pale bloodsuckers and whispers, Oh, Suki, it's awake by Java. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm just going to let that ride. By the way, I, I am no longer Illustrator X. Today I had my name legally changed to Ray Bradbury. Oh! <laughs> Because uh, who's our guest tonight? Who sings Fuck Me, Ray Bradbury, the talented and very funny Rachel Bloom. Oh, hey, Rachel, how are you? I'm doing well. I, I am doing very well. I have since put in my headphones to give you a clearer mic sound. Okay. That's good because you sound good it to us either. Good. good. Great. It's like you're right here on our laps. <laughs> Ow. Oh, okay. That's just happy. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to get hit all night long. This is great. <laughs> this is the best. I mean, let, let's just face it. When I'm creepy like that, it's hot. When you're creepy like that, it's sad, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and with that, what's in the news to this week? <laughs> okay, with that, I walked on the afternoon. And there it was from Big Damn Fan Films copy of Brown Coach Redemption came in today. Woo! Now, I gotta tell woot, you. Woot. Mine's on the way. Yay! I can't wait. Okay, no spoilers, but two things. Spoilers! Mr. Mr. Doherty, I am proud to have you as a friend. This, I, I watched and I watched, and I've seen how many different rough cuts now, and I still sat there through the whole damn thing going, holy shit, holy shit. This is cool. Hey, hey Dom. Yeah. For those listeners who are just tuning in who don't know what you're talking about, what is Brown Coats Redemption? Brown Coats Redemption is a fan film made by Michael Doherty et al. for uh, five charities. So every dime that is made from this movie goes to five charities from uh, five of the original characters of Firefly. And the movie Brown Coats Redemption itself is a movie set in the Firefly universe. Now, the coolest, the, the coolest thing is that there are four, count them, four cameos in the film. And by this time, anybody who's seen the, uh, any of the film's uh, uh, trailers on YouTube knows that Adam Baldwin is one of them. Yes. And I've oh, got to I... tell you, not only is he great in the film, but in the blooper reel, he is fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he's always and where, funny. He's just he, got the. Where can we get? Where can uh, the listeners get that uh, DVD? Browncoatsredemption.com. Actually, store slash. Oh, you're so wrong. It's browncoatsmovie.com. Browncoatsmovie.com. <laughs> I'm oh, very. Oh my sorry. god! How many times have you been to this site? And, oh. 
too many times and I've spent way too much money there. <laughs> Excellent. Jeez. Uh, oh, jeez. Oh, Make well, sure that you pick up a copy because cost. yes, everybody. Really, I mean, you know, it's also it would be if one they thing. sell enough of them, Sci-Fi Saturday Night is going to have a cameo in the sequel, so go buy it. So go buy <laughs> six copies each. There you go. Your yeah. your Firefly collection is not complete unless you own Brown Coats Redemption. Not it, it's there you sorely go. lacking. You you may have Firefly on on Blu-ray. You may have Serenity on DVD, but you do not have the complete collection until you own Brown Coats Brown Coats Redemption. True. Wow. Enough said. Damn Skippy. No. Enough said. Can I get an Amen up in here? Nice. Amen. Amen. Anything going on? What's going on with any of our other friends? <laughs> Oh, guess what's happening? Oh, I do at believe Double we Midnight need a ruling, Dome. I we do need think a ruling we need a, because. Can we? Can, do we have a sound effect for birthday. the ruling? I um um. I think it would be. Happy birthday, okay. Shadanda! Yay! <laughs> Hi, Pat. Yes. Happy birthday to our friend so Pat. So I just need a ruling. I I want to know. If there's a prize for eighth place, because I know you said that there wasn't, but I was hoping maybe you changed your mind. <laughs> no. Wait, wait, we have one other birthday anyway. that we, we don't want to forget about. And this is one of our longtime listeners. Who... Uh, yes, uh, today is Brian Blanchard's birthday. He's uh, already won a couple of our contests. Oh, he... yes. Yep. Yep, so shout he's out what, to Brian. Wait, he's that one? <laughs> yeah, he's like pretty much 14 now, oh. yeah. But, uh, hey, we love... And he's a huge Doctor Who fan. And thank you very much for listening and supporting Spice Saturday Night. Woo! Absolutely. You know what? I have have a sound just for him, okay? Woo! Space Spatio Temporal Hyperlink. What's that? No idea. Just made it up. I want to say Magic Door. (laughs) Yay! Okay. It's the Magic Door clip. Doctor Sound. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So... So I'd say what the in uh, the sci-fi uh, week in review the biggest thing was last night's premiere of uh, Symbionic Titan. It's the new Jendi Tartakovsky series. Sure, whatever that was. Jendi Tartakovsky, creator of Dexter's Lab, and the Goods uh, Star Wars Clone Wars series, and uh, Samurai <laughs> Jack. Wasn't he in the movie with like Bruce Willis? No, no, no. Okay. Brandon Tartakoff, who ran NBC. No. Oh. Uh, if you're not going to crawl out of the crib to watch decent TV, just go right back there. <laughs> For those of us who have watched TV. I've been the- watching Haven. I love Haven. Oh. Once again, if you're not. Hey, it could be Smallville, okay? Yeah, thank you. Smallville. Let's but no, seriously. Smallville over and Jendi over Tartakovsky is like, his directing style is like Chuck Jones doing action films. It is amazing. He is split second timing. Anyone who's interested in animation, in good, good story, good art, good direction, anyone who's seen Samurai Jack, uh, Dexter's Lab knows this guy knows how to, to do animation. Mm-hmm. Now, you know what Tartakovsky does really, really well? is he works with voice talent really well. I mean, he gets stuff out of voices uh, to go into places that you you just can't imagine. You look at some of the Dexter's Laboratory stuff, and I mean, there's just some of the oddest vocals you're ever going to see in your life, and yet they work, and they're great. You mean Mandark? Ha ha, ha ha. (laughs) Yes, among other things. I mean, it's it's just you know the the level of bizarreness works at such a great level that it's part of the reason it's so particularly good, but also part of the reason it's not as mainstream as it as the average garbage is because it's not average garbage. So, so what is this new show about? Somebody, somebody, tell me. Go for it, Uh, X. Well, X watched it. Yeah. Well, base it, it's a pretty standard oh, plot. Oh, okay, wait, you know. wait, wait. So you're telling me to crawl out of my crypt, but you didn't watch it? I did watch it. No, and... no, no. I'm talking to Dead Redhead. <laughs> I watched it. Yeah. Uh-huh. We both did. 
And we honest. loved it. Uh, that backfired, dear. <laughs> no, but no, it's it's pretty basic plot, you know. Alien princess escapes to Earth, tries to infiltrate society, can turn into a giant robot. So that's exactly what came into my mind when I heard the name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tele- telepathic high five. <laughs> come on, I. I mean, that was awesome. <laughs> uh, I think that he should do something new, you know, something that hasn't been done before a million times. Really? Really? Seriously, I'm with you on this one. Well, you know, it might have been one or the other, like Cartoon Network might have told him, we got a great idea. It's going to be called (coughs) Sonic Titan. Come up with an idea for it. And that was the only, you know, PG rated one he could come up with. (laughs) It sounds like a translation from, from some kind of Japanese animation of some sort. You know? Yeah, it does. Fortress. It actually really does, right? And and the plot sounds exactly the same as well, so something I I absolutely can't remember. It's one of those titles that sounds like it should mean something, but doesn't, like Neon Genesis Evangelion. Sounds like it should mean something, but it really doesn't. It doesn't. Uh -uh. It should sound, yeah, it sounds like it's something that would be worth your time and effort to watch. And it oh, 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 no. It's worth your time to watch it. But, I mean, the title sounds like it should actually be something, but it's not really. <laughs> I agree. So, when with that, Edward James Olmos. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what does he have his hands around said. now? He wants to really do a sequel to Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> oh, could, can we please have a sequel to Battlestar Galactica? Oh, God. Apparently, That's exactly that's- what I want. John, he wants to now, do. A, why, why do I detect a, a just <laughs> just a modicum of sarcasm there? I don't no, get he, that. <laughs> he wants to do a graphic novel showing what happens to Adama in the events following the finale to Battlestar. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Denied. <laughs> okay, so this is what happens. This is what happens to Adama. He wanders off into the wilderness and dies. Can we please move on? Really, really, we don't, we don't need, we don't need any more from Battlestar Galactica. I think it's pretty much, pretty much uh, done. Caprica, Caprica, Caprica can happen. It's bad enough that Caprica's coming back. No, it's not bad at all. I'm Caprica. So do I. So he's hot. Oh, please. All right. Guys, I will be back in just one second. All right. Rachel, I'll be right back. All right, then. Um, I You guys were talking about something else. So sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to let you know I just have to leave the room for just one second. Oh, I, I'm just leaving the room. I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that anything that Edward J. almost wants to do is a bad idea. Now, why do you say that? <laughs> because I, I, I simply, I simply don't trust him. I, you know, I loved, I loved his work at the beginning of Battlestar Galactica, the reboot, but you know what? I got tired of him really quickly and I don't really care to, to go back to and, and have any more interaction with Adama. I was bored of him. I, I agree with you, except for loving the first part of the, reboot because I just started watching it and holy crap, I hate it. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. The, my favorite character from uh, the, the Battlestar Galactica series was um, what's his name? The doctor, the scientist who... Baltar. Becomes... Yes, and you know Guys. what? Finally, I've, I've started watching Eureka and I, I got caught up in Eureka and I love him in Eureka too. Yeah, he's, he's, he's passably good in Eureka. Yeah, he's very yeah. good actually. I, 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 I'm a, I'm just a fan. I, I'm, you know, I don't know. I think that he's, he does great work. I'd like to see more of him. I don't want to see any more of Adama. I'm, I'm done with him. Well, okay then. Yeah. All right, but look, there's, there's well, a. Whole... I don't want to tell you that what? that just sounded like you threw him out of your bedroom because you're finished. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounded like. Like I'm done with you. I don't want the old. I want a younger. (laughs) 
say with all. All right, look, we got a bunch of other shows that you know we can throw under the bus or not. But I'm among the shows that have been canceled uh, for next season or still waiting to be either renewed or canceled. How about uh, Haven? How about I Warehouse like Thirteen? Haven. Warehouse what? Thirteen has, has no. not yet been renewed. Oh, I like <coughs> Warehouse Thirteen. How about ABC's The Gates? Ah, he ducked. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, does that show yeah, suck it's, or it's, what? Oh, oh, no kidding. Oh, it's cute. Oh, we tried it's that cute. at the beginning and couldn't get through it. I, I keep bad. going back to it because, like, when I time shift on Sunday nights and get up early Monday mornings, there's nothing on the DVR but that. Uh, so, you know, I keep trying to look at it, and I just can't make myself do it. Yep. Yeah. But there's, there's an interesting uh, rumor that... Uh, they want to make a hero's movie. Why? Why? No. You know, it's no, going to end no. up like an X-Files movie. You know, they didn't need the X-Files movies. They were bad. They didn't do what they were supposed to do. And my guess is that a hero's movie would be pretty much in the same category. Yeah, I think you're pretty much right. You know, ways in which heroes is like the X-Files. Went on way too long. Wasn't <laughs> that yeah. good to begin with. No. So yeah. Okay. So we all, well, we read we wrote the book on that story. And yeah, I think we did. Getting, yeah, it's getting to be a, a pretty depressing totally. week in sci-fi then. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let's talk about Trekkies. Let's. You really about... want to? You really want to talk about uh, Night of the Living Trekkies? <laughs> no. It yes. sounds hilarious, uh, actually. It actually kind of is, to be honest with you. Uh, it's one of those crossover books, like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Mm-hmm. Except Which was it's awesome, neither- by the way. Yes, it was. It was. But, um, what was it? Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. That yeah. was that, awesome. That was also another good one, yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, at least it Has made, Has anyone read you know- Sense and Sensibility and Sea Monsters? Not yet, but I have. <laughs> no, I, <you> know. <laughs> but I have it, too. Hey, anything that can make, make Jane Austen books bearable... I'm oh. totally a Oh, my friend. Legions <laughs> of women will come after you for that one. <laughs> there aren't enough breweries in the world to this, make... <laughs> this is what I'm hoping for. That's why I said it. But no. the cool, th- the cool uh-huh. thing about Night of the Living Trekkies is this, and uh, the link will be up on the website with this post, is that uh, they've actually put together a book trailer for it. <laughs> <laughs> And it has it's a, chapters with paragraphs. It's a book trailer about a bunch of Star Trek convention attendees who find themselves faced with hordes of zombies. Wow. And I, well, how do you tell the difference? <laughs> Sorry. All right. Yeah, and, and what's the good of setting your phaser to kill? Yeah, <laughs> good point. exactly. Well, unless, uh, unless the laser could put a hole through the brain, then they might be able to kill him. Hmm. Mm. You know, you cut the top of the head off. That would work. I don't know. I, I, I know. I not to offend anybody in the group, but I'm getting kind of tired of zombies. No, you're... I am offended. Oh, it's. <laughs> oh no, it's just it's no, become zombies is yeah. It's become the thing. Oh, and then we can do a zombie version of it. I mean, there's a zombie Star Wars novel out there. There's Marvel zombies. Uh, it's 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 at this point I see something like this and I'm like, oh, it's been done. Yeah. Well, why should I invest my time in this? I mean, you know, honestly, we've we've got an oversaturation of zombies. We've got an oversaturation of vampires, and getting to be that way on werewolves in you know, just in in the same vein as vampires. So what's next? What are, what is the next gonna, pop culture? You know, mummies. Never gets any props. Mummies. I was just mummies. about to say that. Well, we did have we we had the mummy movies earlier in the in the you know. Yeah, that was a while ago, and those were awesome. Have you seen them? <coughs> I love the first one. Oh, the first one. Awesome. Okay. Are you kidding me? No, nothing is better when you're movie. sick out of your mind or stoned out of your mind. Hey, you know what I remember? <laughs> I remember when uh, Drew got her uh, wisdom teeth pulled, and she was on Vicodins <laughs> watching what is it, Night of the Damned? Night of the Damned. 
Night of the Creeps, you mean? No, 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 no. A Queen of the Damned. Queen, Queen of, of the, the Damned. Oh, there isn't enough Vicodin in the world. <laughs> so she, she's watching the movie, and then like a week later she goes, wow, I really want to see that movie again. It was so good. And she starts watching the DVD, and about 15 minutes in goes, no, I guess it was the Vicodins that were good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was ugly. That was just butt ugly. Uh, I wish you saw the, the second Conan movie that way. <laughs> oh, you'd have to see the second Conan movie that way. There's no way <laughs> you can watch that. I saw the Scorpion that. King with a fever, and man, did I enjoy it. <laughs> like, once you hit 103 degrees, everything is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> something to remember. God knows for what, but something to remember. Well, let's hey. let's lighten things up a little bit. Let's talk about Neil Gaiman becoming a furry. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, do we have to? I mean, seriously, do we have to? Yes. Okay. First of all, first of all, since you brought it up, explain to everybody what a furry is. <laughs> a furry is, or what Neil Gaiman is going to be doing? Uh both. Well. Neil Gaiman is going to be emergency power engaged. <laughs> Neil Gaiman is going to be a character in the Arthur cartoons that with the little furry animals in there. Yeah, the Aardvark. The Aardvark. So that's how he's going to be. Uh, he's doing a voice of yeah, one of the. But little... he's playing himself. He's playing Neil Gaiman, the Aardvark, or whatever. <laughs> oh, good lord! The, the the picture on the link is uh, showing him at a book signing. <laughs> Now, furries. Um, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. On the air? <laughs> you know, you know. Honestly, the the furry thing is is pretty benign. There is a strange fe sexual fetish attached to it, but honestly, there's a strange sexual fetish attached to everything. Oh my God! Well, I don't know about every every week, let us know that. <laughs> So oh my. I, I think this is great. Guests. I think this is absolutely great. I mean, Neil Gaiman has always I think been. Your guest you know. is still MIA. <coughs> I, oh, I, no. Pardon? I'm here. Oh, oh good. good. Oh, I've been oh, here for a long time. I just went out to the room. The, oh, the you dog. didn't announce it, so I was confused. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, my, uh, my, uh, the dog, my boyfriend's dog, puked on the rug, so it was a problem Aww. for just. This oh, he loves you. What's the dog's name, and what kind of <laughs> dog is it? Her name is Wiley, like is in Wiley Coyote. Oh, uh, like so Wiley, That's and wild. then she's um, well, she's a, she's a, she's like a terrier mutt, uh, I think. Uh, and Aww. we, we adopt. I mean, he adopted her. I'm I'm moving to L.A. in a few months, so it's she's not my dog yet. But um, but yeah, so she there was just some dog confusion. So I was like, fuck, I should help out. Hence the reason I announced it. But I've been back for a long time, and I'm just a rapt listener. <laughs> that's Dang, I think the it, way we like that's it. one that's one we have one no no we have more than one and we're going to get to that one in a few minutes yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah we it's been an interesting week uh because of last week's guest <laughs> so so can i talk about video games by all <laughs> means Please, uh, go for there's, it there's really nothing to say <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> No, um, wow, you are toasted. <laughs> big, big news this week Halo Reach was released. So, if you are uh, 20 something and like to pop your collar, you already know what that's all about. Um, and if okay. not, you don't care. So, uh, aside from that, apparently, a study has proven that video games are going to improve your life. Uh, not next just week, going another to. study will prove that it doesn't. So whatever. That's right. Yeah, no kidding. That's right. God, no, I remember that, you know, back in the Atari days, um, all the studies came out going, no, it improves your hand-eye coordination, and everyone <laughs> in grade school was like, ma, I, I can't make my hands work right. You got to get me a video game system. <laughs> Mommy, can I get an Atari? <laughs> <laughs> or oh enough uh -huh. Pac-Man, you know. Oh, uh, no, I mean, less. they are saying that, you know, people who play video games on a regular basis 
have better reaction times and actually have better levels of comprehension because they're used to figuring out complex things and solving puzzles now. Quickly, yeah. Well, one of the one of the stories that I saw said, you know, and uh, this is all bullshit. Just to put that on the Just as a qualifier. This this is not at all true. Or at least if it's true, it's only yeah, whatever. Um, it's in somebody's but head, but go so, for it. something it works that I in saw Wonderland. was that that's Video games are supposed to make you better at making decisions. Right. Okay. <laughs> which, which is funny because a lot of my friends who play a lot of video games don't make very good <laughs> yeah. decisions. Who are listening right now, yes. <laughs> don't make good decisions. Well, I, I, I guess I shouldn't say that. I'm the one who wandered down 10 miles of river today, drunk off my ass. So. <laughs> Case in point. <laughs> You're making the point say, for us. What, what, uh, but I wasn't playing video games while I was doing it. Okay. Oh, there we go. That's the good there you are. I was going to say, it depends on the decisions you have to make. Like, mm. if you have to decide um, what street corner on Grand Theft Auto to find... Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> wow, yeah. Which, oh. Where you want to dump the hooker's body. Mm. <laughs> How many people to oh. save from the ravaging dick wolves? That's for my friends who listen, who who read uh, Penny Arcade. <laughs> hey, uh, well, speaking Blaster. of uh, fake uh, statistics and all that, yeah, Blaster uh, ran uh, a series of fun, candid, and WTF photos of Karen <laughs> Gillen and Matt <laughs> Smith. And it turns out that not only is it a WTF photo, it's an absolute fake. Uh, but the ones uh, that Smith were just pretty boring. So Yeah, well, except for the one ahead of the dress. Fact-checking fail. An absolute fact-checking fail. In fact, if you look at the uh, comments at the bottom of the page about halfway down, uh, where it says, Image 22, Karen Gillan leather makes me happy, uh, right underneath it, it says... Yeah, except it's not her. It's done by a guy uh, who's who's known in perv circles as Head Swap Harry, who's <laughs> actually very good with Photoshop and takes pictures of oh very famous women and puts them on very odd bondage heads and and bodies. Oh, I'll bet his mother's proud. Well, <laughs> when, when I figured. When I figured out who it was and, and I checked his Tumblr account, I was fairly proud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, there's some incredible stuff. Nice. There. So, Head Switch Harry, you have the Sci Fi Saturday Night stamp of approval. Absolutely. That picture of Karen Gillan right. in, uh, in the latex, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, you God. know. If, so. if head switch, if you're listening out there, buddy, give us, drop us a comment. <laughs> and speaking Command of which, <laughs> and speaking of which, we're at the halftime already. How do we okay. do that? So, you know how? So, uh, how many comments did we get on last week's show? Well, it depends on zero. It, well, it depends on whether you're talking news, about everyone. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. oh, I thought there was more to it than that. Yes, Professor. No, no. If you're talking about uh, comments on the blog and on the website, uh, none. If you're talking about people who stopped us in parking lots to scream at us, there were quite a few. <laughs> yeah, I I do just want to take uh, this moment and just say, folks, uh, last week we had on Garib Seamus, who is the uh, founder and CEO of Wizard Entertainment, uh, yes, runs Wizard Magazine, and all the uh, Wizard World Comic Cons across the country. Was over 15 now and, and climbing. And I got to say, on one hand, I got more personal feedback and comments about that guest than any other guest we've ever had on. The other since, hand, now, since Ben Bova. Yeah. Yeah, and that, oh, that's going back Boba. a ways. Yeah. Sorry, who is this guy? Freaking Boba. It's Garib Seamus, the, the uh, head sweet. guru of Wizard World. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah we thought yeah. so. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's what we said. Yeah, I mean, we got more anyway. comments on him than like uh, Harlan Ellison 
and uh, like half our other guests combined. But everyone seemed to want to just come up to me and it's like, look, I, I got to talk to you about that guest. Uh, da, 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 da. Um, this is not the way to do it. If you have something you want to say, put it on the web, put it on the web, put your name on it. Um, I we do just want to say that we, you, wanna... you know, you know, you may uh, agree with our guests. You may disagree. You may like them. You may dislike them, but, uh, we are in this business to provide entertainment and interview guests, and that's exactly what we did. Last week's uh, interview in no way invalidates us as the official podcast of the Boston Comic-Con uh, or our uh, friendship with the Granite State Comic-Con or uh, Comic Art yes, House. We like all com. cons, great and small. That's we right. Do and we do. And we're just going to leave it at that. opportunity con patrons. And, and but actually, I'd like to go one step further and thank Garrett for being such a gentleman on the show last week. Yes, was he was. Great conversation. And, and 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 for coming through with exactly what he promised us, which are all access passes to Wizard World. Mm. You lucky and bastards. Be very <laughs> <laughs> also, being politically correct, if somebody would like to come on to our show and have their say, absolutely, we would be more than happy to do that. Mm. Anytime. Now, bring him on. Now, having said all that, I have also oh. gotten a lot of preliminary feedback, all positive, for tonight's guest. <laughs> uh, yeah, most of it starts with, oh, fuck, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> I like your style. I find <laughs> it very erotic. Oh, ah, yes. And we have to say, yes, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Without further ado, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we're very happy to have on the show Rachel Bloom. Woo! Welcome to the show, Rachel. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. We say okay. like you haven't been here all along. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it was literally about like three minutes when I was totally, I was totally back. I just didn't want you guys to like reference me and then have me not be there. You know, you know how it goes. Yeah, I've been there, done that. We do that all the time. Guests leave halfway through a show. Or I we 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 leave guests halfway through a show. That's happened <laughs> a couple of right, right. Well. Oh, like, so, um, so yeah. our listeners uh, who We're not who, naming names though. I got them. You want the list? Oh sorry. <laughs> no, no. No, what no, 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 no. Okay, so anyways, for our listeners who are just getting back from Ice Station Antarctica from the past month, there was a video that went around. And around. And around. And around. Called Fuck Me Ray Bradbury. Right and, round, you know, baby, right round. My God. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say. <laughs> I don't think there's a geek in this country who hasn't seen it. <laughs> yeah. <once>. And, <laughs> you know, it's the whole... Po- point of the internet is to have oh what's the thing that's going to hold my attention for two seconds today i can't get that damn song out of my head <laughs> great it's song. been weeks and weeks and weeks and i'll go back and play it again and i'm like this is a great song so yeah. great. i have it on my ipod oh, tell us a little bit about the creation of the song and 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 yourself oh uh well i well i wrote it kind of um it was originally written, you know, kind of when I was trying to think of, of new sketch ideas. Uh, I've done sketch comedy for about five years now. And when I wrote it, I was directing a sketch group at NYU. So when you are on a sketch group, you're kind of always trying to think of new sketch ideas. And I was home on a summer break, like before my junior year, or no, it was before my senior year of college. And I was reading a lot of Ray Bradbury. I was rereading Martian Chronicles at the time. And, um, was like going through a weird kind of like romantic dry spell I guess and I was like wow this book is really good I wow I really want to fuck this guy just because like the book was so good and I was like oh that would that would make a funny love song at first like and I I kind of just like plunked out the melody the melody kind of it sounds silly but like it's so simple it came to me kind of right away and I was just plunking it out on the piano and then I kind of shelved it for a year and a half because I didn't know how to apply it or like what to do with it and then I picked it back up um, a few months ago, and I was like, oh, this would make a really funny uh, kind of like a pop rock song because it kind of rocks out in it. Um, and then, you know, I recorded it, and I was like, well, I should make this into a music video. It was kind of being because I wanted to be my own one-person sketch group. 
and kind of like be in my own sketches and then get my friends to be in them. And I thought this would be like the perfect first sketch to do. And I talked to my friends and I realized the angle of the kind of Britney Spears baby one more time would be a good way to do it. And then, and then that just kind of like from there, just like writing the scenes around it and like, like a sketch basically. Hmm. You're obviously confused and aroused. (laughs) (laughs) So, so Rachel, uh, why don't you talk a little bit about your, your history with science fiction. You said you were rereading the Martian Chronicles. When did yeah, you start I mean, picking up Ray Bradbury? Oh, well, well, Ray Bradbury was my kind of introduction <laughs> to, the, to the genre. Uh, it was, I, I started reading it, I want to say when I was like 14 or 15. Um, and before then, like, I really loved, like, I was really interested in, like, dyst- I, I guess, like, dystopian novels. You know, I, I guess, I don't know. I was talking about this to my boyfriend today. The Giver is almost science fiction, and then that would yeah. be probably the first sci-fi. Yeah. That would probably be the first science fiction novel that I read in in theory. And I read that when I was like twelve, and I just already knew that I loved. I love that. I love that. But Ray Bradbury kind of solidified it. You know, I've done it, and I've done a few interviews with with uh, sci-fi connoisseurs, and I really do pale in comparison. There's still like so much that I have left. You know, I've read uh, I've read Asimov. Uh, I just finished Contact, finally. I hadn't read it before. Uh, and I love Kurt Vonnegut. Um, so I know much more about sci-fi, I guess, than the average person. But I would not say that I am an expert. And I hope that doesn't disappoint any of your viewers. It's something that I want – something that I am getting oh, no. more and more – it's something that I'm getting, like, more and more and more into. I want to be – I want to be more of an expert than I am. Book Like, one book at a time, I'm doing it. Hmm. You know, we should have a Sci-Fi Saturday Night Book Club. No, I, yeah, here we go. <laughs> now, I mean, I noticed you've, you've got saying. the attention of the uh, the Sci-Fi community. Um, mm-hmm. A friend of mine who runs a comic art um, uh, website got over 250 emails from various Sci-Fi authors and artists telling him, dude, you got to check out this video. Wow, that's <laughs> like, insane. And, that's I, insane. and that was in no way the owner of Comic Art House. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, I saw uh, Neil Gaiman was the one who was posting it around. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God. This- yeah, that was, that was when it really took off, I think. Um, and that was amazing. That was, that was really sweet because he has like a million followers. Um, and like, he's awesome. And I, I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe that he latched onto it. And he created its own, um, what is it called? Hashtag. He created the hashtag for it. I didn't even create a hashtag nice. for it because I'm not I'm not Twitter savvy at all. So I, I went on Twitter, and my friend took me on, and uh, and she's like looking for it, and she's like, "Who's Neil Gaiman?" I'm like, "Oh my god, what what about Neil Gaiman?" And then I was like, "Oh my god, he created a hashtag for it!" Like I I he, yeah I hadn't created I hadn't had the uh, the savvy to create a hashtag for it, and he did, and that was pretty awesome. So cool. you said you started working. You said you started working on the video like a couple months ago. Was it just uh, kismet that um, your, your video was uh, got really popular after Ray Bradbury's comments about the internet? It was literally just it. It was oh no, it was totally just kismet. Um, and it it worked out well that I released the video the week of his ninetieth birthday. It was it just kind of happened that way, although. I knew I wanted to release it at the latest by then. Um, but yeah, that was really that was cool. Awesome by then. And you, you've since uh, had a chance to sit down and uh, meet Ray Bradbury. Mm-hmm. How'd that yes. go? It was really interesting. Uh, he's <laughs> very well. First of all, he's you know he's he's ninety years old, and I I went to his lovely house. I was arranged. Um, by his friend uh, John John Tarpanian, which was really nice of him. And first of all, they gave me um, kind of this beautiful edition of the Martian Chronicles with these gorgeous illustrations that he signed for me. It was oh, really wonderful. Wow, nice. Yeah, it was it was wonderful because oh, wow. that's that's my that's probably still Martian Chronicles is probably still my favorite book just ever. So um, we sat down, and I you know I was really I was really curious not about the internet comments, but about his views on the space program. Bradbury has said previously that he believes that all of our money should be going into this, like going into the space program, you know, so that we can colonize the moon and colonize Mars. So I asked him more about that. And we talked about, he, he really does believe like we should be spending a lot of money 
colonizing other planets because when the Earth dies, we already want to be settled in other parts of the universe. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, I and I do believe he said that you know he believes that humans are kind of the only life in the universe, which is a very interesting huh. thing for someone who's written the Martian Chronicles, especially. Right. <laughs> uh, it was really fascinating, and um, and uh, you know, and Bradbury he's been pretty open about the fact he's he's spiritual, like he's kind of um, a deist. Like there have been articles about you know him talking about his spirituality, and I brought up Stephen Hawking's recent comments or recent. Uh, I guess it was an article he wrote that said science yes, and religion yeah. cannot really coexist, that they will always that they will always kind of be knocking heads. And Ray Bradbury did not agree with that, obviously. Um, it was it was he he has a really like int- he has a really interesting um kind of spiritual view about and, and he said this before, you know, how the God exists throughout the universe and it actually ties in science and religion tie in perfectly, which was something really interesting to discuss. And he's, amazingly, he's also re-releasing re- a new book in December, and it's a series of short stories called Juggernaut. And he was, I asked him, what, I, I was like, I know this is a really hard question, but what's your favorite short story you've ever written? If you can pick one out, you know, if you can. And he oh, was talking please, about... please tell me it was all summer in a day. No, I... No! I, I mean, no, it wasn't. Um... He, well, first of all, he was like, I don't think I can answer that. But he actually ended up talking about um, he, one of the stories in Juggernaut coming out, which I won't spoil because it's a surprise. But it sounds really <laughs> Very well put. Oh, I have a question here from uh, Scooter from the Peanut Gallery. He wants to know how you manage such high quality for an amateur project. Um, well, I got... A great deal. My, uh, I just got. I had friends, really talented friends. My DP Paul Rondeau is brilliant, and when you have friends who are that good, you know you can um, get some deals. But of course, it did come out of my savings, and it it isn't something that I would do every day. This kind of film shoot. So it's. I think any anyone can do it if you have the right people and you know how to conserve resources. You know, my director was also my editor, and I used friends for the makeup designing and the co- or, or the makeup artist and and the costume and set guy. These were all my friends, so I just happened to know a lot of really gifted people. So, because a lot of people have asked, you know, like this looks really professional, and if you're just if you're willing to take the time to work about work out locations, you know, work out logistics, and you're willing to spend a little bit of money, you know, if you're willing to save up, it's, it's not, it's hard, but I'm not the only person who could do it by any means. You know, it's an accessible thing to do. And I think we've seen that before, Bronco's Redemption. <laughs> yes. Hint, yeah. hint, nudge, nudge. <laughs> cough, cough. But, mm-hmm. but, but now the question is, I mean, this, where do you go from here? Well, I'm predominantly a, a comedian, so uh, I actually I'm in L- I'm in LA right now. It was very cool through this video. I got in the door with a, with a lot of like agents and managers, which was super super cool. And then I I got to show them a lot of the other work that I've written over the past two years, um, like some scripts I've written. And I actually just got representation yesterday, which is really cool um, because that's just an amazing foot in the door to this industry in general. So. Short term, I have a show, a musical sketch comedy show that just got a run at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in New York. Nice. And yeah. Thank you very much. I've wanted that for a while. It's a show that's been my baby pretty much for the past year and a half. And it's called Sing Out Louise. And it's going up um, It's going up starting in October. And I'm really excited about that. And then I just actually yesterday finished recording my new song. And... Yeah, I'm very excited, and that is definitely going to be a music video. As far as the music stuff, I want to, I think live performance, yes, but I really like this idea of, of kind of these pop parody videos. Not really parodies, but, you know, like, like pop-inspired, um, kind of like seemingly high production value videos. I think that that's really interesting to me right now. So I'd love to release a, a small album with all of those songs and then maybe, you know, maybe some just exclusive to the album, like I wouldn't make into a music video. So I'm really excited about that, especially 
Now that's what I was hoping you were going to say because again when I when I saw your video I was like wow and she can sing and I like this music it's not just someone doing a riff there's a, there's a full <laughs> yeah. concept here Well and you know and a lot of this kind of my my ideas for my ideas for doing kind of a series of pop inspired songs are not so much because pop music is catchy because it is but also like I am consistently disappointed how simple and like stupid pop music is getting like you know how how much like the thing is ray bradbury is a really simple song like the chord structure is incredibly simple the melody is very simple i would never call myself like an expert on music theory um but it is catchy, but that's the thing is, you know, some people who don't, some people who don't understand, some people who don't understand the joke of the video comment like, this song sucks, it's so stupid and simple, and it's like, yeah, no, no, that's, that's the point, like, that's the, <laughs> that's the, that's the sketch comedy part yeah. of it, you know, so, um, I really like that idea, taking, taking these different, like, forms of pop music, um, mm -hmm. and then, like, writing kind of sketches inspired by that. Rachel, are you a fan of Weird Al's? <laughs> I, am a fear, I am a fan of Weird Al's. I've always been a fan of Weird Al's. <laughs> have, you heard his new, have you heard his new single? Or no. His new, his no. Song? It's called Craigslist. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, nice. Check it out. Check it out. Nice. That's all What's I can it, what, it's, what is it a riff on? Um, I heard it so long ago. <laughs> I heard it so long ago. I'm trying to remember. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to Google this right now. Weird Al Craigslist. It's okay. It's a parody of... It's Oh, it's... Well, it's... Let's see. Hold on one second. Um, Al Craigslist parody. I'm trying to remember, like, the tune. Oh, it's it's Parody of the Doors. Of the Doors? Of of the Which the one? band The Doors. Yeah, I'm trying to yeah, trying yeah. to say it says it says Doors style. Hold on. Oh. Hold on. Oh no, that's why I can't remember it. It's not a takeoff on a specific song. That's why I was like, what is oh. it? Uh, it's it's that's so weird. Like it's the a doors. the video That'll and song are professional yeah. or a professional homage <laughs> to the Doors. So tell us a little more about this uh, show that's happening next month. Can you hear me? Can you guys hear me? Uh-oh, we lost... Uh-oh, what happened? Um, stuff happened. I'm gonna get everybody Hey, back. I don't know what happened. Hello? That's okay. So, stuff happens. This happens. So, Hello? Just, what were we talking about? The doors? Can you guys hear me? Can, can you hear us? Oh, son of a gun. Yikes. Hello. X? Rachel? Hello? Oh, we lost Rachel again. Scooby Dooby Doo. Oh, there we are. <laughs> oh, man. It's like the revolving door gag. As soon as I get one person, I lose another. Oh, no. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Hi, there we Rachel. Go. We got you back. Can you hear me? What Everyone good? What happened? That was so weird. There uh, we go. That was, it was like the revolving door gag on Scooby-Doo. Yeah, I know. <laughs> someone back and, and it looks like someone person. else is calling. Hmm? Yeah, is job, everyone on right. now? I think I've got everyone back now. Yeah. Okay. Everyone so, back. So I have absolutely no idea what happened with that. Well, you have to understand. That's cool. That it probably wasn't you. The sci-fi podcast business is very cutthroat, and rival shows are always <laughs> going after us. Right. Clearly, clearly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I was about to ask you, uh, please tell us a little bit more about the show that's happening next month. Oh, well, um, it's a, it is a, um, basically it's a sketch comedy show, but all the sketches are uh, within the context of being like Broadway musicals that, that aren't on Broadway. Um, and it's the, the structure of the show is a TV show called Sing Out Louise, which is like a cheap cable access show that I play one of the hosts and my, my friend and the director of the show, Tim, plays another one of the hosts. And we're like, let's see a preview of the next show. And every time we go to a preview of the show, it's a live musical sketch. So oh, okay. there are 
yeah, it's 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 really fun. It's a half hour. And there are, let's see, there are four live musical sketches and then a few video sketches. And I'm really proud of it. Nice. Excellent. Yeah. Guys, road trip. So, so that's been yeah. my main thing. And I, <laughs> I, know some, and I, I know some people are disappointed. You know, a lot of people wanted me to do like a series of sci-fi, <laughs> like a series of like different sci-fi author songs. But I think that would take some of the charm away. Wow! Like yeah. write another write another book, Arthur C. Clarke, or um, um, uh, let me see, Robert uh, Heinlein. Careful, but see, but see, you want that? Everyone's like, no, yeah. absolutely yeah. not. But it's no, like, it's right, just... exactly. But like, some people are like, oh, oh yeah, write it about Arthur C. Clarke, and it's like, no, no, no. If I actually wrote that, you, everyone would be like, oh, this is just this is not as good as Ray Bradbury. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, one trick pony. It's basically, the same joke. Um, right. No, but, I think you. I think you could still play within the sci-fi genre, but you could you could mix it up a little with. With the movie, you don't necessarily do an author. You oh. could, you could do a Cthulhu song. I think that. Ooh. <laughs> love and the I love. Definitely, the well, genre definitely isn't like ruled out in general, but I think that authors are being put to bed. Yeah. No, you should. Evidently, at least one was. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, what? Rachel, did he tell you how he liked it? Did he like it? He did. He did. And, he's, and he said he's like seen it a few times, and he, he really did like it. Oh, good. Oh. Thank yeah. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> you didn't get the curmudgeonly response. That, right. That's kind of cool, actually. You know, when, 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 when you get to the point where, as, as a fan, you've done something that could go either way. <laughs> yeah. And the author gets to look at it and go I get it thanks yeah man yeah, I guess, I was like getting back to your comment uh, from a minute ago about uh, just retreading I remember the best comment I read about it was can't wait for her sequel song but I do not want to see her fuck Harlan Ellison <laughs> <laughs> I don't Ouch. think wow and having had him on our show, neither do I. <laughs> oh, thank you. I gotta listen to that. Careful, we're gonna get no, another one no. of those phone calls, dear. <laughs> yeah, it's because yeah. you know he's listening again tonight. You know that. Hi, Harlan. Hey, Harlan. Hi, Harlan. Love you, Harlan. You will yeah, not even my wife will not loves sue. You. Will not sue. <laughs> hey, careful. Uh, so you won't be doing any of the Comic Cons or any anything like that, then. I'd love, I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd love to. I actually got invited to do. It was so long ago. I, I got invited to do a few, a few like free passes to a uh, comic convention. I mean, I'd love to go. I don't think that my my repertoire being one sci-fi pop song quite. <laughs> but if yeah. someone wants, to I think free it totally qualifies you. I mean, if someone wants to give me free tickets to Comic Con, I won't. I won't say no. I will. You know, I'll say, oh, "Of course, I'm. I'm an expert." <laughs> oh, it's excellent. Well, oh, okay. come hang out with us at our table anytime. That's right. Sweet. Absolutely. Sweet. Yeah, as we tour New Hampshire and Massachusetts, <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it out to LA sooner or later. You're just gonna be there, maybe a decade or two early. <laughs> wow. That long before you guys come to LA? And uh, well, I don't no. know. Can we crash on your couch? Hey, I was born out there. Sure, so. you guys crashed on the couch. <laughs> I did defend. Uh, we just got to watch out for the dog. <laughs> Evidently, yeah. I will say we are this obnoxious all the time. <laughs> yes, we are. This is not an exaggeration. This is just kind of yeah. how we are. You guys oh, seem very, uh, very down to earth. You guys seem yeah. fun. Well, we try. We try. And um, I do, uh, before we uh, start wrapping up, I do want to point out to our listeners that if you do have any comments about tonight's show, feel free to write to us at scifisaturdaynight.com. And all entries get put into the giant raffle. And what are they going to win this week, Kriana? Um, well, you had something, didn't you? <laughs> no, you had something. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought, I I'll thought, have, I'll I thought you had something, too. I do too, but uh, I I have a copy of the Illustrated Man to give away. Woo! 
Ooh. That's a good one. I yeah. like that one. It is. Absolutely. If you folks, if you're a Ray Bradbury fan and you haven't read The Illustrated Man by now, you, you really should. should. Well, you're not really a Ray Bradbury fan if you haven't read The Illustrated and, Man. And you know, you really need to see the movie with Rod Steiger and Claire Bloom. That is an absolute freaking classic. Well, yeah. Now, that's, yep. that's one of the better ones. Don't see the Martian Chronicles from the end. No, TV. please, dear God, do not see the, any version but of the Martian see. Chronicles that's ever been done. Because no, none no. of them have no, no, no. any justice. Although something around. wicked this way comes with Jonathan Price, that's a good movie. That's not bad. That was a fabulous book. And you know there was a, there was a short film made of uh, All Summer in a Day, and I really? when I yes, and when I taught science fiction as literature, I used to show that film, and it's just one of the freaky, scariest, ugly little films ever. And it's 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 a wonderful story. It's it's not as much science fiction as it is a story about children and growing up as set in a science fiction setting. And, and it's just a wonderful story and a wonderful little movie. It's a Maybe wonderful story. Talk a lot more about Ray Bradbury on this. <laughs> <laughs> no, our guest has, has uh, projects we want to promote. Ray Bradbury has well, promoted. No, I know. I mean, but for the decades. first half, we should have done a little like Ray Bradbury thing. But yeah, we could do it later. That, I'm, that, I am, that I am pretty versed on. I could, but it's okay. Well, I'll right. have to have you back for Here's a Ray the deal. Bradbury yeah. episode. We're gonna, we'll do a Ray Bradbury episode in the next couple of months, and we'll bring you back for it. How's that? I'd love that. That would be awesome. That would yeah. be fabulous. Awesome. Here, here. And our next author special, then. Uh, we coming up yeah, to that time, Yeah, we haven't had one in a while. Mm. Hey, Kriana. I, I, think, I think that on that note... Start the music. And on that note, we don't need Ginger Baker to blow us out of the windows again. Oh, <laughs> bite me. Okay. On the coming up calendar, next week, Dirk Manning spins over 50 interconnected stories in the latest installment of Nightmare World. And don't forget, and next week, we will, be broad we will be reporting on Spooky World Nightmare New England. Woo! And we're going to go get our pants scared off. Yeah. <laughs> Zombie paintball. Zombie paintball. What? <laughs> On October 2nd, a science fiction science fact special, we interview legendary UFO expert Stanton Friedman. Woo! Control yourself, Dome. On October... Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> On October 9th, Scarewolf and the Horror Host Gang come down from Saturday Fright Special. On October 16th, we will be having our Wizard World Boston uh, Rock and Shock Convention Spectacular. Oh my God, so much stuff going on. How are we ever going to deal with it? And on October 23rd, Hunter Lagore returns for the long-awaited release of the Last Man Anthology. Hey, I'm going to marry that woman someday. That's excellent. Uh, and the Dead Redheads anniversary. Right. Here's Ooh, about which one? <laughs> which one? It's ours, actually. <laughs> okay, Sci-Fi good. Saturday Night what is number? the official... What's Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of the Boston Comic Con and of Comic Art House, your one and only source for original comic artwork. Visit Bob and Kim at ComicArtHouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Love you, Bob. <laughs> we Ten do. Tonight's <laughs> outro music is provided by Zanoise. Pick up their CD, The Benevolent iTunes. Dome. This is Dome saying, Genie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy is increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everyone. Good night.
classic author Ray Bradbury.